0: Lab presents
1: the Bring It Up Show. Powwow is also on the list of things that we cannot say on the air.
0: True. So. Thank you. Just throw it. Huddle. We can do huddle. Huddle. Because no, who's not oppressed? Football players.
1: <laughs> I wish you would have made that joke while you were recording.
0: Well, I am recording.
1: <gasps> keep
0: that. We can keep it, but then we have to address the powwow thing. We have to put the powwow thing
1: hey, out Hey, maybe there. we want to hold ourselves accountable.
0: Hello, Lisa? Yes, hi. Hi. (laughs) Welcome
1: to the Bring It Up show. How are you? (laughs) We're good. Drinking our coffee. Thank you so much for taking my call. Well, thank you for calling
2: us. I have a doozy for you guys. We
0: are so excited. (laughs) Tell us, what do you want to bring up?
2: So, I recently ended a relationship. Well, maybe ended a relationship. Mm. um, Because I've decided that I... Need to be in an open relationship. Okay. Um. And he is really he really struggled with that. Um. But we decided to give each other some space. Mm-hmm. So I moved away, and he obviously knows that while I'm away, I'm going to be probably engaging in sexual activity with, with a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um. Because that's kind of w- one of the reasons why we broke up in the first place is that I I know myself to be a non-monogamous person, and I wanted an open relationship. Gotcha. So, and more, not so much because the sex of it, but because I just like the honesty of being able to discuss my desires openly. Yeah. Right. Um, but now that I'm here, we're still talking and mm-hmm. not really sure if we're going to be getting back together or not. And I don't know whether I should be telling him about the encounters that I'm having. Oh, yeah. In yeah. the name of being open and honest, because in the future, when and if we get back together again, I would like that's the whole point for me of having an open relationship is to be able to honestly discuss your desires and and not have shame.
1: Oh, I love it. This is such a good one and I'm sure a lot of people can probably relate.
0: I can absolutely relate. Lisa I have a question when it comes to the relationship and you moving away, you said that obviously you're going to be having relationships with other people. Has the general idea of that been discussed between you in this person or is it just like obvious? You you're like, he should know I'm gonna that I'm get obviously it. gonna be getting some I'm or get it. did you get you? Well act,
2: so yeah. far we've talked about it because he he basically said, I I know what you're gonna do when you go out there and it breaks my heart. And oh. I don't wanna break his heart. So that's why the secret. So right. lately I've I've i just started a Tinder account for instance
0: mm-hmm. um
2: but I, I haven't told him about that yet. Um, and I'm struggling with the notion of, well, if if moving forward I want to be open, maybe I should tell him about that. So, But at the same time, it, it upsets him so badly. And yeah. he gets so upset when I do, when I do talk about things. Because I, I told him about an affair that I had had. And I'm still very much involved with the person that I had an affair with. And... Want to remain involved with them. Um, but we talk, and i told my ex that I talked to him still. So, and not an affair
1: that you had I've, while you I've, were
2: with your ex, though? No. No. Oh, so. Um, oh. When I, I, I was with my ex, let's call him Ted. For, I was with Ted for uh, three years. Okay. And in the last year, I started sleeping with Phil. Okay. Um, okay. And. Ted knows about Phil, because I tried to keep it a secret, but I'm not very good at keeping secrets. And honestly, I don't like keeping secrets. Right. Right. Um, Can I ask? But oh. when I see how painful it is for mm-hmm. him to, to know that I'm going to be with other people, I I don't know what to do.
0: I want to assess just real quick, this affair that you had, how long was it a secret before you told him? Oh, that's a good question.
2: Um. Well, he found out about it without me telling him and oh, then I okay. denied it for yep. a little while. Yeah. Um, he he read some very intimate texts and it was a bad scene for a while. Um, but at that point, I had our, I had asked him before the affair if uh, we could open our relationship up. I told him, okay. that, and I've always been honest that that's something that I've been interested in doing. And he's always been honest that that's something that he's not interested in doing, but I felt, you know, we fell in love and I thought that maybe I could, I could change my perspective and try and be monogamous. Right. So I'm sorry, what was the question? Yeah. Honestly, I was trying
0: to do a damage assessment on that relationship and see how Mm -hmm. that affair affected the relationship because I'm getting the sense that there is a truth that you have to live.
1: Bring up to yourself, and you—if yeah yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I think you're bringing it up to yourself <laughs> yeah, yeah. pretty well. And so these conversations that you're having with Ted, they're sort of like window dressing to the reality of this. This boulder's rolling forward. So like you are yeah. going, you you tried to be monogamous, it's not working, or it didn't work, and so now you're kind of like going mm-hmm. forward with your plans, and you're hoping that he will have a sort of. What is your hope? Are you are you hoping that Yeah. Yeah, where where would you like it to be? If he called you or sent you a text, right. What's the ultimate thing you would love to hear from him?
2: Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. <laughs> because right. I want him to be just as excited about non monogamy as I am. And if he and was, you'd I want think, to stay with him, yeah. And I think that when I first met him and and fell in love, I kind of I lied to myself mm-hmm. more than anybody because yeah. I told myself that this person who is a very sexual being would someday be okay mm-hmm. sharing me in that way. Yeah. And and he's not. So it's it's also a struggle of like coming to terms with that because he's also hoping that maybe someday I'll wake up and wanna be right. monogamous. You know, so we're yes. both Hoping that the other person will just like have some sort of stroke of insight that'll make them (laughs) totally, they would just
0: have a a complete new perspective. Can you just have a paradigm paradigm shift? Could you please have a paradigm shift for me? Just change some (laughs) fundamental assumptions you have about reality. That's basically all arguments,
2: but but that's the the other lie, too, right? That like, somehow love will overcome it and totally our minds about our values.
1: Yep. And yeah. that's
2: why it's been so hard. So in the meantime, I, I find myself keeping secrets again and I before I got with him I was so proud of how open and honest I was about being this queer female and, you know, living my truth. Yeah. And I under the guise of love, I went back in the closet somewhat.
1: Yeah, well, you still sound, there's still a dignity to the way you tell your story from my perspective. And I think, honestly, it makes sense. You don't want to hurt this person that you love. And so there's a reason why you feel conflicted. But when you say keeping secrets, I'm wondering if you mean that you're not bringing something up, that mm-hmm. you, and so he maybe assumes that that means you're not doing something or are you sort of actively, like, if he says, what'd you do tonight? Is it like, I went to a movie when really I...
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Went is, to is a movie. The, is there...
2: I haven't been in a position yet where I've lied okay. openly like that. Gotcha. I, yeah, I am keeping things from him. Yeah. Um, but I'm this is this is why it's getting to that critical point because I haven't actually gone out on any dates yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But since he and I still communicate on a daily basis and he asks me, what are you up to any day now? There's going to be a moment where he says, what are you up to? And I'm going to face that decision of, do I lie and say I'm with my mom or do I tell him the truth and say, I'm, I'm going out on a date knowing that that would really devastate him. Yeah.
1: I have another question. Do you trust him? It's not about trust, really, but do you have the sense that he sort of knows himself well enough to be able to tell you what would actually be best for him? Like, if you said, "Hey, I am just wondering if you want to know, would you would you like me to tell you if I have an interaction with someone else that I think that's exactly
0: where I was going. Yeah, Get yeah it. like having like Cheers. there needs to be a you don't want to roll, keep rolling forward, and then like crush this person oh. that you love. Crush. So there has, if yeah. you're, if you're, if you're going to do this, sounds like you're going to do this. You're going to go on these dates. I don't want to give up hope on the notion of a paradigm shift.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if if Thank we, you. That's so sweet. If,
0: if that's, if that's, <laughs> that's gonna, really if that's, nice of
2: you. That's if so that's nice going to that. happen.
0: Um we're there has biased. To, there has to be a yeah, a paradigm shift for him is, where, is we're what we're saying. About, we're, yeah.
2: we're a
1: little biased on this subject.
0: Um yeah, I can absolutely relate. Sort of just going forward and kind of like hoping it's gonna be okay. And what I'm doing is really real for me, and it's where I see beauty in the world. So like that should be cool with that, my partner, right? Like they should want me to have these kinds of yeah. things. Yeah. But if you don't have a right. if you don't have a container to have those conversations, we can throw the idea of of a future or a paradigm shift kind of out the window. There has to be a place. Where you are, where you can discuss these things, and I think Chelsea made a good question about like, does he want to be able to have these conversations with you? If he doesn't, I can't imagine that he wants to just go through his life not knowing a significant aspect of your life that you're engaging in actively. Yeah, we we take away people's consent when we don't tell them the truth when they, especially when they want the truth.
1: Well, clarity is necessary for consent to take place.
0: So what you're doing is. Fine, but you have to communicate it better. If you're going to roll forward with this, right? You know, ha- having a sexual exploration midstream relationship is one of the more challenging things, I think, that yeah. any, any couple can engage in.
1: Well, and I was going to say that clarity yeah. doesn't mean saying it all, right? Clarity can be a consensual agreement, like I'm not going to share certain things with you because that's better for both of us. But I just wasn't yeah. sure if he had a sense for whether he would
2: want to know. You know what? That's I, I'm i so glad that you said that because I hadn't really even considered that, but it would be so easy for me at this point to just sit him down and be like, look, you and I both know I'm going to be actively pursuing sexual encounters. Do you mm-hmm. want to know about them? Like, right. Because, I mean, what you just said, that, that's huge. I think that's exactly what I'm going to do because if you think about it, it's my own arrogance thinking that I'm, you know, somehow protecting him. Well, you're kidding. And this, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't I mean, know, that's, you know? Yeah.
1: And maybe he doesn't know either, but to be honest. There is an
0: assumption on your part. I wouldn't call you arrogant yet. Um, but,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It is kind of like, oh, my God, my ego got in the way, and why didn't I ask? him like you said that mm. though, I'm sorry but a light bulb went off it's like why don't I just ask him would you rather know or would you rather not know
1: it's really tough because then so you know I'm a therapist so like I talk a lot with people about over functioning and like basically we're anticipating what another person's needs will be and then we're trying to meet them for them rather than letting that person sort of at least ask if they would like help with it and the problem right. the reason we do it is because when we just ask someone something like this like we're the balls in their court then. And they honestly may not know there's, a, it takes a lot yeah. of work to be able to have the self-awareness and the discipline. Like he may know that it's not good for him to have that information, but not have the, the strength of will to say, don't tell me. So yeah. it's sort of a Absolutely. helpless position for you to be in or for anyone to be in, to sort of rely on their partner to tell them what they need. He, he may not know.
0: Yeah, and moving yeah. forward, well, you know, we don't know what kind of conversations you're going to have in the future. The, the future is unknown. And to take care of this relationship or the potentials of this relationship, you've got to start off with that space of do you want to talk about this? If you uh, want to have this conversation with him because you feel like you have a truth that you need to get out there that he mm-hmm. needs to see, that's going to be a clunkier conversation than... I want to have this conversation with you because I love you. Mm -hmm. And I want you to know, I want to give you the opportunity to know what you are and are not comfortable with regarding this. And that kind Mm -hmm. of honesty, even if he says, you know what? I just don't want to know about it. And that's kind of like a hard stop on your growth as a potential couple moving forward into the future. And you may have that paradigm shift. And the only way that you can take care of that possibility is by being super compassionate and clear.
2: Yeah. You're taking charge of your
0: experience and so, to let him sort of take charge of the communication around it is an offering you can you can make to the relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, do you... and that- I
2: like that perspective because I also like he's he's been seeing a counselor and doing some really hard cool. work to improve himself. Yeah, to try and save our relationship, which I, I I recognize it, and I want to validate it. And so, what I like most about about asking him if he's okay hearing about those things is that it'll give him a chance to be introspective and really yeah. delve into what he is, is and is not okay with, which he's already started He's doing on his own, and it's it's really fun to That's watch beautiful.
1: It's, like, sexy.
2: Yeah, it's sexy it's so to
0: watch sexy. somebody, like, come out of a cocoon. Be, it's like, like whoa. self-aware.
1: It's yeah. like,
2: oh, tell it's me. Yeah. Like, watch him fantasize and be like, all right, I would be okay with this you know I'm but not okay with this and mm-hmm. I mean ideally in my life that's what I would like to help people do you know Chelsea I think it's awesome that you're a therapist because that's something that I <laughs> I would aspire to doing myself yeah and helping people kind of discover their sexuality so this is a great place for me to start super cool Maybe. yeah yeah and you know I like that idea That's a good talk. I'm going to have that talk.
1: Yes. Fuck yeah. And I think too, like to speak to the paradigm shift, I mean, I personally had this myself where no one, I was never in a relationship where my partner was encouraging me to be open or polyamorous, but I've been in a number of really serious monogamous relationships and found open, open relating to be super threatening to those relationships, even just the idea of them. Like, I was always the more curious person, I think, about that. Mm-hmm. But I was also, like, really afraid of it. And it, I kind of just came into this shift, like, on an accident. I mean, Eric's witnessed this. It was like, oh, this for me, I think I, I misunderstood. Like, I really felt like it was about sex, capital S. I don't even know what that means anymore. <laughs> like, the more queer yeah. that my life becomes and that I feel, it's like, what is capital s sex. like what does that even mean i mean it's like penis and vagina that's uh-huh. so, so stupid hat. and so, gross that's not
2: what that's sex so is funny. i had that same conversation Ew. last night with somebody it's like no there's something really wrong with defining sex but the narrow heteronormative exactly yeah. and
1: so um, yeah
2: It's really just a fun exploration that you want to have a partner with you. Yes,
1: that's what I was going to say.
2: Yeah, when you asked earlier, that's what I want. I want want that. Yeah, yeah. I want to have this adventure together. Oh, there it is. I want to be able to talk. There it is.
1: Yeah, and that's what happened for me is I realized I want to connect. Like, my thrill in Mm -hmm. life is connection, and that might look sexy Mm -hmm. to people sometimes, and it might feel sexy sometimes. And I think that, not that we're going to try to change Ted's value system, because people have every right to be monogamous. Absolutely. In whatever definition that works for them, people get to define the terms of their connecting. But for me, it was about, oh, I actually want to share this with my partner or partners. Like, this is Mm -hmm. a thrill for me, and I would like to share it. And Um, I think that's what I didn't get. And so, yeah, not that we can like force a paradigm shift on someone, but I do think that it, it actually is possible for people to sort of understand that differently.
0: And you can exemplify the beauty that you see in this lifestyle by letting him define what kind of clarity he would want. Mm, and if yes. it's not, and he, and he doesn't want to know about it at all and he's just like, no, and he's yes. he's just hard waiting for you to have a paradigm shift. I don't know if that is sustainable. Well, right, the, because it's
1: less connection. I'm just, I don't want to be biased here because I realize we're saying that he should, we're kind of saying he should have a paradigm shift and not you, but I think- I'm very convincing. <laughs> you, you saw I, was, I was
0: monogamous at the beginning of this yeah. call. And now I'm-
1: <laughs> Now I'm fucking three people right now. Right now. <laughs> Uh, No, but I think that the point that I'm hearing in what you're saying, Eric, is like, it's not even necessarily about the value system. It's about the relate for the relationship to grow or transform or even explore its own shape, it's going to have to involve more intimacy of some kind. It doesn't have to be details about sex. Right, right. It has to be more understanding. Like saying, I don't want to know this, I don't want to know this, and closing a bunch of doors isn't going to help the relationship explore itself. It's not going to make more things possible.
0: He needs to define right. what kind of clarity he wants, and giving him that opportunity is compassionate. and yes. him. Because I imagine, personally, I've never really struggled with Jealousy. I had to, sort. I sort of faked it for a while. I didn't, I didn't, I, I did. I, I felt like I, the culture told me that I was supposed to be jealous, but I never, I do get oh, I jealous over so, other things, oof. but not about, not about sex and relationships because I just always viewed them yeah. as very rich and the more the better.
2: Yeah. And I feel like that too. So it's really hard for me to, to try and understand, to empathize with his jealousy. Well,
1: it's so much of you an attachment. And I'm not even
2: sure I want to.
1: Well, jealousy doesn't feel good as a person who's felt it a lot. I mean, and I think jealousy has so much to do with attachment a lot of the time. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I, we could do a whole nother episode about jealousy. Eric and I talk about it a lot and it's function. I mean, I believe any emotion that we feel has a function. I'm, I'm just like, it's there for a reason. It may not be what we ultimately want to use to make our decisions. But I know that jealousy for me had everything to do with my attachment style. And so the absence of jealousy can also be informed by particular attachment styles, like whether or not a person feels safe needing another person, you know. So I think it has everything to do with personal history and physiology, but it's also possible to work through those things, you know. And so just because someone feels jealous or feels jealousy doesn't mean they always will. And doesn't mean that if you don't, you mean never will. Using yeah.
0: it like an alarm rather than a yeah. an indicator that something needs to happen or somebody needs to be told something. But just right. an in, internal, like, I care about this person. Like, I care. Investment and then, or, yeah. And then using a compassionate approach. You know, yeah. as you have this conversation, it sounds like in your experience... You are doing what you want to do. Yeah, you've got the Tinder account. You, you've, you've got that you've Tinder, got that Tinder girl. account. You, you think <laughs> yeah, you a change for you the Yeah, and I'm excited about
2: it, and I want to share that.
0: <laughs> right. So as you have this conversation with Ted, it's okay to make yourself small in that conversation and give him the control. I don't like, even know if that's
1: making yourself small. It's just leaning into your sitting in your seat,
0: giving, putting the ball in in his hand and saying you're yes. you're in charge right now of this conversation. I want to give you complete control. Over how my life outside of our relationship is gonna be synthesized into it. Love like, that let him open the door and if it's a little tiny like Chuck E. Cheese door, that's okay. If it's like a portal on a <laughs> submarine, that's okay. If it's a giant garage door and he's like, I want to know it all, that's okay too. But like
1: <laughs> Eric's metaphors, yeah. You can yeah. he
0: has to know that he has control over the information and, and what he wants yes. to know yeah. and not know. Can
1: I add one thing too about jealousy to, to punctuate that? I don't want to speak over you, Lisa, if you wanted to come in there. No. no okay. Please. Okay, so I can't know what's going on for Ted obviously, and jealousy serves multiple it serves people's lives in a different way for each person. But for me, it was not possible until I processed some I mean it physically somatically processed The role of jealousy in my life and really actually gave it its space and said like i trust that this is doing something for me even if it's miserable and i hate it it wasn't until i did Mm. that that i could even potentially tolerate an open relationship dynamic because it was too stimulating like if it's an if it's an Mm. alarm like every time jealousy was happening i felt like i was literally in survival mode and because for a person for whom attachment was threatened and I, I I hesitate to use this this verbiage because I don't want to imply that people who experience jealousy are any more wounded necessarily than anyone else. I don't like that model. Everybody mm-hmm. is a is is adapted to their environment, right? So jealousy, not jealousy, those could both be responses to wounds, right? But for me, it was like, oh, I, survived by protecting the connections that I had. So every time jealousy Mm -hmm. came up, it was like, now I have to do fucking self-care all day. Like it couldn't have been possible for me to enjoy Mm. a lifestyle that made that a daily trigger. But I actually Mm -hmm. did, I mean, I saw an attachment therapist who specialized in that. And there was a point where I was like, this has been metabolized. It's not that I never feel jealous anymore. It just doesn't feel like a life or death situation. And so now for me, like living in a different way and having so much more openness and having more of an open lifestyle romantically, I notice it and other people feel it. And I still will notice it in myself on like a lower level, but I have a different Mm -hmm. response to it in other people because I'm like, I know what that fucking feels like. And I wouldn't, I'm not sure how it would work for me if I knew that just living the way that I want to live was triggering that in someone every day, like that. Is, I don't know how I would be able to tolerate causing that reaction unless they said to me, "I really want to process my jealousy and move through it, so that we can have a more sober conversation about like, is this about my values or is this about I just can't feel, I can't handle this mm. right now." Oh,
0: that's great. If yeah. somebody said yeah. that and wow. I was
1: really invested in them, like I would say, "Let's do this together," and I would, you know what I mean. But it takes time, and they may not know until they have like really under. The role of jealousy in their bodies Whether it is a value system Or whether it's like this is just too many alarms
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Right So I yeah, just not to Yeah whether it's that.
2: just an emotional I mean it's, 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 that's a really great point It's interesting to say yeah, that Yeah the distinction he, between emotional... saying I can't help it yeah, you know he he repeats all the time. I'm sorry. I I wish I didn't feel this way, but yep. I can't
0: help it. That might be an interesting question to ask when you do have this conversation. Is is the jealousy? Is it based on a value that's deep down in inside, or is it based on a fear? Is it based? Like, right. What, what what is the source of the jealousy? Right. And I don't know where Ted is as far as doing self-reflection you know sounds fa- like
1: he's going it sounds for like it
0: he's, yeah sounds like he's going for it so facing that could be something that he's that he might be interested in of course you don't want to offer unsolicited advice
1: that's our number
2: one that's our rule.
0: number one rule is don't offer unsolicited <laughs> advice so and it can be that's hard a great when you rule.
2: I'm writing that
0: down <laughs> when you come into a conversation with an end goal in sight you know you're mm-hmm. going to sit down with ted and you're going to have a shape of a conversation that you want to get to and he's not going to have that
2: Right, so maybe approach it from a stance of curiosity. I think absolutely, Absolutely. you know, and and, curiosity and like wanting to learn more about him because the truth, yeah, I do love him and I do care about him. It's beautiful, and I'm, I'm curious, you know, like why? Because it would be so magical if we could have something broader, you know. Yes, Um,
0: radical curiosity is a Mm. is a. Principle of critical thinking because yes. it's about gathering yeah. information, and so if you stay curious, it tends to shut down your judgments. It tends to shut down your motivation to get to a specific place. You know, look at yeah. look, going through the woods and turning rocks over to see what's underneath. It's just what we're going to do today. and innocent. It's just yeah, and you <laughs> want to you want to turn Ted over right. and, and see all his bugs. Mm. And that's that's, yeah, that's, that's 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 flattering.
1: That's the best. Wow, he does have the good metaphors. I do. It's every time. Oh, awesome. We have to have like a metaphor safe word for when we get too far too in. Too far in. Like I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Oh, I love that a metaphor safe word. <laughs> cactus, cactus. Can I do cactus. Please?
2: That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh my well, I think God. you you've really got some clarity here, and it sounds like the attention that you bring to this relationship and all relationships sounds really generous and curious and open, and that's just going to do nothing but help foster the kind of transparency that you hope for. Yeah,
2: and thank you guys so much. I w- I wasn't sure what to expect, or you know, <laughs> I I'm used to hearing the same advice over and over, but I honestly, for whatever reason, had a had a mental block in. Asking him, you know, and, and now that I think about it, it's like, well, duh, why didn't I do that? It makes so much sense to me. Yeah. Um, so I think that is going to be my next step. So thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thank you, Lisa. I this was to. delightful. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Chelsea. You guys take care. You too.
0: You too. I. Musical talent is Ben Cronenberg at soundfart.com. The Bring It Up show is produced by Chelsea Balzer on Instagram at Big Feels Lab and Eric Anker on Instagram at critical.empathy.